Welcome to Blake Street Banter, where one of us knows what the word banter means. The other two are just along for the ride. Kirk, say what's up. What's up? James, say hi. Hi. We are coming to you a week into the season, 10 games. Um, first off, I want to apologize to all the listeners, all six of you, that we took so long to get here. Um, it, was, it was a busy, busy week for all of us. Kirk was saving doggies. I was out vacationing. I mean, James could have done it. Um, but we're here now. We're going to recap everything so far. And there is a lot to recap. First off, opening series, opening game, baseball is here, baby. This is our first podcast of 2021 with baseball. Let's go. I needed more. I needed more energy. Let's, uh, let's keep that in there. Let's try again. Baseball is here, baby. Let's go. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Why are we so somber? Uh, things things don't look very good. Things are a little we rough. Are, we are bottom of the barrel of the division after the first week, and uh, there's not really a whole lot to be excited about. Starting pitching is is pretty good. Um, other than that, I mean, yay. Yeah, um, it's – I don't know how to describe it because there's a lot of weird things kind of going on. We're scoring runs, so offensively we're better than I was expecting us to be, but unfortunately the pitching has been exactly as expected uh, and the bullpen has been horrible. Um, we have three bullpen implosions already. To start. Imploded watch! We're yeah. here for you. We're up to three. What was the over-under that we had? Um, I'm gonna have to go back and listen. I want to say 30, 35. Yeah. yeah, so we got three so far, and I mean they're stacking up quick. Yeah, three in what ten games? Yeah, not yeah. Shit. I mean, everything you guys said is exactly true. It's exactly what we expected. I think this is what we're gonna get as the Rockies 2021. But there are some highlights. I will be the positivity here, and you guys can be the Debbie Downer loser heads that we all need to bring me, make it even, right? So let's just start at the very beginning. Sound good? Let's have a little bit of excitement, though. Huh? Huh? We'll get a little, get a little rowdy here? No? Okay. First off, we won our opening day game. Go with that, right? We beat the Dodgers. We beat Kershaw on opening day in Colorado, let's fucking go Rocks. Right? Yeah, that was a good surprise, for sure. Uh, Chris Owings is the man, and now he's on the IL. So, that's, <laughs> but he leads the league in triples. Yeah, the Dodgers series now? was fun. I mean, we lost three out of four at the end of the day, but it was a pretty exciting game, even that, you know, the Trevor Bauer no hitter into the seventh, wasn't it? And then four dongs in the same inning. So, I mean, there was, that was a fun, it's just a Coors Field series. Um, I wish we could have won more, but it's, uh, it was fun to start the season that way. Kirk, I'm really glad you brought up Trevor Bauer. I cannot stand that person. <laughs> I stand I, it. I think we are on record as a Trevor Bauer hater podcast. It is. <laughs> 
I can't really figure out what his philosophy is. I don't, I don't think it's that complicated, but he's like, he's intelligent enough to know what he's talking about. He uses it to be a troll, just a total troll. And watching him take a no hitter into the late innings was uh, just, I'm really glad. I'm really glad he didn't get one at Coors for sure. How angry were you at a stupid shimmies coming off of like the fourth, fifth inning? His little. It's really annoying, but I know he's doing it just to get under people's skin. So then it's like, do I give him the satisfaction? And I tried not to, but I mean, I just, I I can't stand him. Can't stand him anyway. <laughs> and I got now I got now he's a Dodger, and I got to deal with this like eight times a season. The next Colorado Rockies game is us against the Trevor Bauer head dude. So we can't get rid of him. It is what it yeah, is. Yeah, I, I hate that he plays for the Dodgers now. Um, I mean, like, it's one thing if you do that stuff, you're not good. But he's extremely good. So it just, you know, at least he's, he backs it up with performance. But I definitely get why he rubs a lot of people wrong. And it's, I'm sure, it's kind of like Jock Peterson. Mm, talk. Like I I hated that dude. And it's just like the way he carried himself. And like now I he's out of LA. So thankfully for that. Um, but I feel like Trevor Bauer is gonna get to that point for me as well. I think that's a very good comparison. Trevor Bauer and Jock Peterson. Like really no reason to hate him, but you just don't like him no matter what. There's Jock Peterson. I mean, as you said, I want to bring this up, is Trevor Bauer had a no-no going through six, but then he gave up four, four earned runs, um, four, four jacks in, a whole, in an inning, or two jacks in an inning, and then two more by the uh, David Price. So he ended up giving up four earned runs in that game. So he did walk away without a no-hitter, without a quality start, and a bunch of high ERA, even though he struck out us out 10 times. So, fuck Trevor Bauer. Like, we ended up beating him. Well, getting the best of him, even though in the end he got the dub. Yeah, that was a painful game to watch because the Dodgers had a huge run lead the whole game. So, I was just watching to make sure he didn't get a no-no. Was that the, was that the cat game, too? Yeah, it was. That was the cat game. Tell us about the cat, Kirk. Well, I love cats first and foremost, but <laughs> <laughs> not a proper way to wrangle a stray cat, though. If you're watching at home, um, you want to scruff it by the back of the neck, and that was not done. And that I would, I hope. Did she post videos or, or like a picture of her arm? Because I would love to see what her arm looks like. We probably should get Mike on that. We'll have Mike look that up. <laughs> I, I don't know. Like what? What? What's her Instagram or something? You know, <laughs> cat scratch fever, five five two eight zero. Well, then they tried to make the cat the the rally cat, and that didn't work. And then I think the next day it was a bat or something. Tried to make it a rally bat. So we're so bad that we're just looking for things to rally around in any way, shape, or form. This was like day two of the season. It's going to be a long one, folks. <laughs> yeah. And the cat got away the next day. Did you guys see that? The cat got away. I didn't see that. I was wondering what, what was going to happen because, like, 
whose cat is that? Like, why? <laughs> why did he get on cat? the field? I don't know. Coors was cursed, man. Because then the next day, the fountains got stuck and they delayed the game for 10 minutes on Saturday. Like, it got stuck in the middle of the innings and they were delayed for 10 minutes just because the fountains wouldn't turn off. How are we supposed to fire up the fountains if they ain't working? They're always fired up now, I guess. I don't know. Seems like a waste of water if you ask me, but. It's like Philly. It's Philly's fault. So then to end the Dodgers series, Gomber went out and, for lack of a better term, shit the bed. Gomber made me somber. He's going to have a rough time at Coors Field. Like, it's going to be – I feel bad for the guy. He had a he had a decent start, though, uh, his his second start. Was that – that was the Giants, right? Yeah, yeah he, he looked great in game one. Yeah, he looked amazing. But let's see if he can put that at, you know, altitude. And I, I have my reservations. Yeah, those seven walks. He had seven walks in three innings at Coors. Ended up only giving up a run, three runs, one earned. But I think it's Gomber watch time. It's... If Gomber's yeah. going to make you somber? Gomber's yeah, going to make me like, somber. I was, I was looking at our stats, like team stats and just kind of like the overall box, you know, the averages and everything. And it's, it's really kind of strange because we're right in the middle of the pack with both ERA and batting average for teams. But it like we're just not. It's how it has been. We we don't put it together the same game, and it's it made me sad because like looking at the lineup, like if we still had Nolan, you you plug Fuentes over at first, and like the whole lineup's solid. But like when we got CJ Crone, like are we really expecting him to do anything? I mean, he did have a couple of good seasons, but it's just – it's sad because you you have Nolan here, and it's a stacked lineup completely through. And same with Dahl, too. Like, we let him walk for, like, $3 million. It's just – it's sad because this team could have a lot of potential if we just didn't have a horrible offseason. Like, if even if we just stayed put, we could be – wild card contention but speaking of that did you see nolan arenado get introduced in st louis no what happened um i mean he got introduced and then he gets up to the plate and the crowd gave him a standing ovation just like the welcome him and i was watching it live and it was it was just like a really awkward moment <clears throat> kirk i think you said it was awkward and i think that's a perfect way to describe it because it's like I'm mad because he's gone, but I'm happy for him because he's in a much better situation. And then I'm sad because that baseball culture and that organization in St. Louis is so far and beyond anything the Rockies have been or ever could be. And it's just like so many different weird emotions at once. You're happy, kind of pissed and so on and so forth. And and then he, a couple of days later, then he hit uh, go ahead go ahead to run bomb and yeah he's gonna love it there yeah it's uh it's it's like i said it's awkward to watch and just seeing him in that uniform it, it's like 
I don't know. It, it's really weird. I, I kind of compare it to when Melo got traded from the Nuggets. And like for a while there, I didn't really want him to succeed. I was kind of mad at Melo and stuff. And then now like I want him, I want him to do well and stuff, but it took me a while to get over it. And uh, I don't know. I, it's hard for me to dislike Nolan in any way though, because it's two different situations where like clearly it, uh, it makes sense why you want to leave, you know, like there there's, you can't argue against Nolan wanting to leave that situation it just sucks how it played out and now we have to see him carry out a hall of fame career with another team and did you see the nolan news about him possibly sending text messages of his swing to wainwright to give to the coaches and some other behind the scenes stuff over like the last year or two i haven't done the research on it i've been busy vacationing and all that i've been going Maybe Mike can help us or James can help us. I don't know. But there was the underlying – there's more to the story that Nolan's been wanting out since he signed the no-trade clause or whatever that was. Yeah, you sent me that tweet, and I just shake my head because that's the stupidest thing. First of all, you think that the Cardinals organization doesn't have any film of you? You've played 500 games more – in your career, they have every single one of those on tape. You think they don't know what your swing's like? They don't. You think that they don't know that you're a gold glove caliber player? That makes me think like it never happened, right? Yeah, that's really weird. That's like that's that would be something that like I might do to send to uh, if I'm playing softball and I send tape to a guy that doesn't know anything about me and it's never watched me or anything. Like in that situation, it might make sense. But and then why are you sending it to Wainwright? I think I <laughs> the only thing I took from it was that it seems like he had the Cardinals locked in, like he wanted to go to the Cardinals. That's that's really all I got from it was that he pretty much had made this decision that he wanted to go to St. Louis specifically. And uh, as far as the videos go, I don't really, I don't know. It's doesn't really make any sense, but it, all I got from it was that he wanted to go to St. Louis. Right. And that's probably why the $50 million and that stuff over there went with him. And this it's a story that I'm very intrigued by. I'm going to keep looking for, but personally it doesn't, I don't know. I'm, I am torn on my love for Nolan. Like I'm happy for him, but like, I really don't care how he does, you know, like in St. Louis, I'm not following him. I'm not following Dahl. I don't follow the Rockies ex-players once they leave. I don't know. This has always been my way. I've never even, I never saw Ubaldo pitch in Baltimore or Cleveland or anything. So it's like good for Nolan, but I don't really care. You know, like I have the 26 men on the Colorado Rockies in purple pinstripes. And that's what I'm focusing on. Nolan, do you, but don't be weird about it, I guess. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, he's moved on. He's, he's definitely not thinking about Colorado anymore. So I don't think there's a, I don't think there's ever going to be like a beef, but it it makes you wonder if he forced the front office's hand because he single-handedly was kind of targeting St. Louis, right? Right. He, that deal was so bad because Nolan somehow made it like that was the only team he's willing to go to. I don't know. Right. You got to give got to give him what he wants at a certain point because Nolan has 
Nolan has power, right? Like he can he could easily take down that front office and make it even worse than it actually is now. So uh, that's the story I think that we'll probably be covering for a hot minute now. Bring it back to the baseball, huh? Diamondback series. We lost so Dodger series left one three. D back series a three game set set where we actually won the series two out of three. Um and it was a trip. The first game, thirteen innings. Right, Mac had three home runs in that game. Um, and that, can we just all agree to get rid of this extra inning rule? What's it? Get rid of it. I didn't catch it. The one that they implemented last year, they kept it, where you, softball, old man softball rules, oh. second and all that BS. Yeah, I think, um, yeah, obviously I didn't catch that. I didn't. I didn't realize that they were keeping that that rule it makes the doesn't make baseball baseball no it still went 13 innings like you didn't speed up anything what are we doing i don't know Man, manfred doesn't know what he's doing dude doesn't he didn't he go to harvard too i have no idea i don't <laughs> care i couldn't care less i can't either but like the good thing that- about that game good thing about that game is the ryan mack three home runs there is nothing more satisfying in baseball than watching a 3-0 pitch and you everybody in the world knows it's going to be a fastball and then the guy gets the green light and then smokes one. And that's exactly what Ryan Mack did on uh, – it was either his first one or his second one, but it was a 3-0 pitch and he just donged it. It was awesome. He's on fire right now. But that hot take about Mack leading the league in RBIs, not looking so ridiculous right now. Five home runs, nine RBIs, and his nine games after being benched on the first game. Yeah, he's leading. Run. He's leading us in average home runs and RBI. So he's on fire. Yeah, right he's tearing it up. He's been definitely the bright spot of the team so far, and uh, hopefully, this is just a pure breakout year for him, and he can just take off. Like you guys said, lead the league in RBIs. That'd be awesome. I love his versatility too. Play first, second, third. Um, but yeah, he if the other guys can turn it up, we could at least, you know, maybe salvage our streak of not losing 100 games in a season. <laughs> right? If everybody could just step up a little bit, because right now we're not getting that from the whole entire squad. Um, are we right Mac believers? Are we jumping on this train? Yeah, I think he's got, I think he's got the tools. I think he always had, he just couldn't do it night in night out, but seems like he's taking a calmer approach, I guess. So, I mean, would you say that Ryan Mack, you know, leading us in everything offensively is, is a surprise to you guys or. Um, I expected more from, from Blackman for sure. Um, he's batting under 200, um, story getting hits, but not hitting home runs, but I, I didn't really expect Rymac to be this good, but you know, it's also still pretty early too. So hopefully we, he can just drag this out and make this a consistent thing. And, you know, when we get B Raj back, sky's the limit. So what would you say is the most disappointing thing for both of you? It's got to be Blackman. I saw this stat on the, on the Twitter sphere. Uh, counting spring training 
in the last 186 at bats for Chuck Nasty, he's hitting 188. Wow. Like, and so take that in the end of last year, spring training and the first 10 games so far, 188. It's a rough go right now for Chuck. He's such like a good pure hitter though that I I can't really see him struggling that much like like he's not a 200 hitter not at all and I haven't looked at his stats like I haven't been able to watch him um hit so I don't know like if he's just being unlucky if he's hitting the ball well or not but just looking at those numbers that's my biggest disappointment so far Mine's definitely the bullpen right now. It's so every single time they go to a reliever, it's just it's just a matter of who's gonna blow it. It's such yeah. a healthy feeling. It's a it's a bumpy ride out there. It's very rocky, <laughs> as, <laughs> as you would say. <laughs> um, it's our yeah, like you can point at every single person in that bullpen and go bad outing, rough outing, didn't look good. But then you can also see, like, super good highlights. Like, they have the potential, like, of doing it. Uh, ben Bowden, the lefty, he has not started his career very well right no, now. No, he's getting – Vandy boy, rocked. come on. I've yeah, been really well. impressed with uh, Sheffield, though. He's looked really good. Um, I think this was his fourth outing today. Um Still hasn't allowed a run, so 0.27 whip. That's pretty solid. So he's I'm got high hopes for him, but beyond that, I mean Bard, Bard, we're good, right? Like you can always count on Bard, but the rest of it, Amante is at a plus eight ERA. Um, are maybe. Uh, related to an ex-president uh, member of the roster, Kinley. Hasn't looked good. And Ben Bowden, Almonte. Like, it's a struggle out there in the bullpen right now. Yassine. Yeah, it's, it's not like we're really going to do anything to remedy that either. So this is kind of like the way it's going to be this year. So, Right go back to the what what James started us off with three implosions so far and it's just gonna be a long one and on top of that <laughs> you guys see uh Jake McGee uh for the Giants got two saves against us in this last series and that gets you hot it's poetic for him that's it's annoying yeah it's just for well, it's Coors effect it's Coors effect. That's. I mean, what do we do? How how do they fix it? Like it's. It was supposed to be fixed, right? Like we were we were locked in with Amante and Gibbons and Bard, and it was supposed to be figured out after the Shaw McGee debacles. What? What? What is happening? Like it's just not getting better at all, ever. And then you see these guys go and be successful elsewhere, and it's just. So infuriating. Yeah, it's it's beyond infuriating. And it's just like, you think you might have it figured out, but clearly you haven't. So anybody that tells you a Coors effect and what the solution is and all that stuff, it's just like, nobody has any idea. 
because at first I said, okay, well, we're going to do the humidor. That's going to help. Yeah, that helped a little bit, but wasn't consistent at all. And then they're like, okay, well, we're going to get power pitchers or we're going to go sign big name free agent guys, um, so on and so forth. And none of it, it might work for one guy, but it doesn't work for another. So like, there's just no application that you can give to everybody to be successful. It's just like, comes down to the individual and it's tough because you don't know what traits or uh, values they have to have, I guess. It just kind of falls back to the way this organization runs everything. And I mean, it's like, we just get players and hope that they do well, kind of just like shooting fish in a barrel. And, uh, but then when these players break out, like Ottavino, we let them walk. And it's like, that's where you can't, you can't allow things like that to happen. It works out for fielders because I don't know, like, our outfield is never ending with depth year in, year out. But when it comes to pitching, like we can't let those guys walk. And, you know, we might get lucky and get like a, a Daniel Bard where it's like, okay, well, this guy, nobody else wanted him, but now he's good. You know, it's just getting lucky. And the way that we do this, it's, it's not going to, it's never really going to get better unless we really, take care of the players that we have that have proved themselves letting dj lemay walk is the greatest travesty in the last like 10 years for the rockies probably i mean i would throw out a vino right up there with it like yeah said, like, you have the shutdown piece in the bullpen you can work around it and you just let it go like i yeah, i would almost he, argue that's more he had he he had the stuff because that slider worked at altitude. Like he he had it. That's what I'm saying. Like if they if they Lock come up. In, if they prove themselves that they can pitch in Coors, you keep them. You do whatever it takes to keep them. Um, I think they I think they only gave Bard a one year extension. Like I think they only signed a Bard to a one year deal last season. So going well, right that, against what you were saying. It's tough. It, it is tough with relievers because they're, they're so up and down. One year they'll be just, you know, dominant, lights out, and then the next year they got a five ERA. It's, it's tough with relievers, but Ottavino proved himself consistently over years, and it's just like, I don't know. That one, that's stung. I mean, I, obviously I wanted to keep DJ too, but – um. It's like we don't need we don't need hitting. We need pitching. Hey, we, we create hitting. It's fine, right? Exactly. Yeah, it's yeah. Ottavino, Ottavino did good in Colorado. Like why? ERA, five ERA, two four ERA. Why can't we make these ridiculous signings with? players that we already have you know instead of signing like ian desmond for this outrageous contract or daniel murphy like why don't we do that with our own own guys because we have a brain surgeon in our front office i don't know <laughs> I, I i think you are the voice of all rockies fans when you say that like what are we doing why isn't something so obvious just being done it's so frustrating like Figure it out, front office. Figure it out. Same with, I mean, it goes back with Dahl too. Like, 
Yep. I know that it doesn't seem that big of a loss, but we could have had him for what, like three million. And like, what, oh. what are we, what are we hurting keeping him? He's, he's under arbitration. If he breaks out and has another all-star year, you trade him, you know, like yeah. there, it didn't make sense at all. And it's just like, yeah, I'm getting, I'm getting pissed. <laughs> bring it all up let's move on let's go back to getting swept by the giants um the third series of the season we got swept by the giants gomber looked really good game one um we lost 43 in game two we lost 04 today uh the biggest thing was Bowden gave up a few walks and struggled with the implosion yesterday and then today we left 17 men on base and like you guys said at the beginning of the episode it was just a it was a series in san francisco boring exactly what we expected it to be but getting swept by the giants is not a good thing to get started on this road trip yeah it's series in in uh san francisco are always just like you're just scraping out runs here and there and you can't really go in there and expect to have success, especially when we have a bullpen that can't do anything. Like we, we can't play that style of game. No. So it's just, I mean, that's why I mean, I would love to see the historical numbers on our series in San Francisco. It's probably pretty close to how we are in LA too. Mike, Mike, the intern, get on that. It's probably pretty ridiculous. It's, not a lot, not a lot to like talk about from that series. Like it was just very, very boring. Deal for Marquez struggled a little bit, got it figured out. Like he looked like the Cy Young ace that we know is like or inning three, four, and five today. And then the bullpen came in and just kind of let it get out of hand. Um, so yeah, we are officially what three and six so far going into the season are so far in the season and are you surprised by where we are right now? Are you surprised by our three and six record? No, I'm just mad because you could easily flip that. We could be six and three. If you have three and seven, my fault, three and seven, go ahead. Yeah. Well, you could be, you know, three, six and four or whatever. Uh, if the bullpen was just competent, like, I don't know. I mean, one or two, one implosion, maybe, but you're just consistently doing it is is getting really annoying very quickly. And I want to vent real quick. Can I vent real quick? It's going to be short. Okay. I, I am sick of fans saying, at least they're competitive. At least they're competing. Yeah, no, 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 duh, right? Like, they are professional athletes. This is their job to go out and compete every single day. They should be competing with the Dodgers. They should be competing with the Diamondbacks, Giants, all these teams. Like, don't take that as a consolation prize. Like, the fact that they're losing by two or three runs is a good thing, but that doesn't mean that should be the best thing. Like, stop saying it. It's so irritating seeing that out there and hearing people say they're competing. They're doing exactly what they're supposed to, and they have the talent to compete. So get past it and start expecting more in rant. <laughs> yeah, and some of those losses were very far away from competing. Trevor Bauer made them look like they're playing a different game. So, yeah, I totally agree with that. 
No, I mean, to answer your question, I'm not surprised. Um, I was a little bit surprised, like I said, looking at the stats as far as teams, like we're kind of right in the middle of the pack, but we're not really getting wins out of it. Um, but going into the year, I expected this to be the worst season that the Rockies have ever had. And I, there hasn't been anything that's really changed my mind about that. I like our rotation. That's I love our rotation. Yeah, I like our rotation, but beyond that, there's not like even the lineup itself. Um, like Toppy is exciting. Story's gonna turn it up. You hope Blackman turns it around, Rymac, but there's still a lot of holes there. Yeah. The um I can't believe we've gone this long without mentioning John Gray. Dude, man, is on fire right now. Just doing his thing. The gray, woo, let's go. Uh, he had to leave early his game one because he didn't need enough bananas. Do you guys see that? He had to leave because of body cramping, full body cramp. It's going to make your job tough. <laughs> Get the man some bananas. But it, it, I, the starting rotation gets me excited. Like, I look forward to seeing every one of those five starters get on the bump. Even Chi-Chi, man. Chi-Chi's holding his own out there. Chi-Chi's a grinder. Just... Chi-Chi is grinding, man. 320s. No, never mind. Go ahead. Speaking of our rotation, you got updates on Freeland? I got a little one. He posted on the Twitter sphere and the Instagram today of um, playing catch on flat ground, flat surface, out in San Francisco. He was on the trip in San Francisco. So he should be back within a week is what I'm saying. He should be able to make his next start or two uh, real soon. So we got that to look forward to. Um, also on that update, B-Rod also made the trip out to San Francisco. So I think a B-Rod sighting is coming up real quick. I would put it in the – I would put it by the end of the week. I say we see him by next, next Friday is what I'm reading. Everything looks good. He's running. He's doing – baseball activities so he's coming he's coming back everyone's coming back so there's some good things there um what are we going to do for b-rods we got to do something special for b-rods first appearance this year being a stan account and all what are we going to do i think you should paint your face <laughs> paint it whatever color i want yeah, and then live broadcast every at bat. <laughs> I don't think that's possible, just the way my schedule's set up. But I think we should do something. I don't know what it's going to be, but we need to do a B rod something. Be on the lookout. I will, I will say that I am pretty excited about B rod coming back because, uh, like, it's just something to look forward to. You know, like, is he going to be good? Could he be great? You know, the, it, nobody really knows. But, uh, you know, it's like even watching story, like I love watching story, but he's probably not going to be here very long. You know, I, I want like a, a guy I can really get behind and like watch him progress and stuff. So I'd, I'd really like to see him come up and, and do something. So that's that's what I'm looking forward to this year, seeing how he ends up. And then guys like Tapia, Rymac, you know. There's so many storylines. There's so many storylines we can watch. And it's 
I think that's what's going to get get us through the season. But B-Rod, I'm just excited to see his mullet out there on the field real, real soon. Um, Trejo, Trejo made his MLB debut yesterday. He got the call up when Owens went to the IL. Didn't have done anything, but we got Trejo on the radar too. A um, few more things. We'll finish up here with the uh, our we have offense being created from the catcher position. You guys seen that? Huh? Huh? Feeling yeah, like Dong Nunez, baby. Dom Dongs hit Dongs Nunez. Am I right? <laughs> yeah, and his dong the other day at Coors gave us tacos. So all hail Dong Nunez and his tacos. Baby cargo. He has a cargo swing. I think I heard on the broadcast today, I think it was Dom that he like emulated cargo's lefty swing and like loved cargo and like watched him all growing up and like he was kind of his idol almost positive that was dom and his swing looks just like it it's fantastic as far as like pretty swings goes cargo's like right up there with one of the best that we've seen in a long time i mean you gotta say like griffey's better and stuff like that but cargo's swing it was just so pretty and yeah, if I was a lefty, I'd be emulating that too. Every wiffle ball game, I'm emulating Cargo's swing. Who is the prettiest right-handed swing? You never, you never talk about. They never talk about pretty right-hand swing. Can you guys take one real quick? All right, um, Mike. Mike, I need you to get on that too. <laughs> I mean. Nolan Arenado had a pretty nice one. <laughs> yeah. His is so, I don't know, like, jig, just choppy. Just everything he does is like, I don't know. Well, he's, he's very, he's really contact. fidgety. He's really fidgety yeah. on, at, the, at the plate, but kind of just a little bit off topic, but we had our first baseball practice today, and I wore, like, the Father's Day socks the like, light blue tie-dye stuff and I it just made me think of that that walk-off cycle that Nolan hit and it made me sad <laughs> yeah get ready for that down. a lot this year yeah the Way first to go, the first uh symptom of PTSD of losing Arenado <laughs> cry when you wear his socks <laughs> <laughs> Have to update us every time you wear the socks to see if it gets any better or worse. Like, let us know when you hit stage two, anger. <laughs> Just rip them off. Uh, the last little thing, well, I guess two little things here. Dugan Darnell and the rest of the minor leagues have reported to camp. Pretty soon we will know where everybody's going to be in the minor leagues. Uh, he doesn't know where he's at, but he is out there ready to shake the room. So I just want to give a huge shout out, quick shout out to our boy Dugan. Dugan Darnell dudes right here. Am I right? Absolutely. Big fan. Big fan. Biggest news this that's really got Rockies fans pissed off is the All-Star game is coming to Coors 2021. The they moved it from Georgia because of the new voter restriction rules. We're not getting into that. But are you excited, upset? What are your feelings right now about Monfort, Monfort getting his um, the All Star game? 
after all this Let's BS. Do it, man. The more home run derbies in Coors Field, the better. Like they should just have the home run derby there permanently. <laughs> that would be sweet. That'd be fun. I heard Goodman talk about it on the broadcast that Colorado was due up soon on the rotation, and then like the next day, the the news came down. So I think Goodman did a really good job calling that one. Um, I think it's gonna be fun. I I don't know what they're gonna do as far as as fans and social distancing and all of that stuff. So it'll be interesting to see how they navigate that that conundrum. Governor Polis says it's gonna be non-existent. Not gonna matter. I mean, I I hope so. <laughs> so we're not mad at Montfort getting what getting this, and I'm a little me was a little upset. Why? Because it's you treated us like crap, the fans. You've done nothing for us, and here you go getting the biggest fan fest in all of baseball for the okay, fans. Yet you haven't done anything for me as a fan. Okay, well, let's, let's think about what the role of the commissioner is, which which is what? It's to make money and protect owners, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. What owner is probably under the most heat, at least like top five? The one in Denver, right? So, I mean, I, I doubt they conspired on that, but like could be could be helping out a bud, you know what I mean? Some inside. It's definitely. It's definitely yeah, I'm, I'm not – I'm not upset about it at all, but I definitely, I do see your point. Like we kind of want to just put it to Monfort and it's kind of just like, well, if we don't have the Rockies fans, then we'll just get the whole major league all-star game here. And then our revenues will be even better than if we had fans too. So. (laughs) And we'll probably see Nolan play next to story again. We'll get DJ second again. We get to see that. Probably Doll. Hopefully we see Doll out in the outfield. There's so many things that we could see that we could have had. Just saying. Uh, think, yeah, of a, think of the AL All-Star lineup had uh, DJ and Doll, And they, <laughs> then we got Nolan on the NL. Seriously. Just, and Jake McGee. As the closer. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Jake McGee. I swear to God, if he makes a if he makes the all-star team. Home run derby is gonna be a blast. Who I have a few questions. Who hits more home runs in the home run derby at Coors? Todd Helton or Cecil Fielder? Todd Helton on that one. We sure? I I think so. Mike's telling me yes. Mike's telling you yes. But who, who's of all time, from Babe Ruth to now, who are who's the one or two people that you would want to see in the home run derby at Coors Field? Like with the whole new setup with the competition, one through eight and all that stuff. Who was the uh, Yankee center fielder? Mickey Mantle? Nah. Bernie, Bernie Williams? Nah. Uh, Bernie it, Williams? Played for the A's. Played for the A's, too. Reggie, oh, Reggie, Reggie Jackson, Jackson, Mr. October. Yeah, he, wasn't it? He hit like a 550 foot bomb in the Coliseum in Oakland. Could you imagine what that would have done in altitude? That would be I want, fun. Some guys, just off the top of my head, 
Barry Bonds, obviously. Ken Griffey Jr. I want Cargo in there, even though, you know, I mean, all time he's not going to be there. But and then guys like Giambi, you know, mm-hmm. just like, I don't know. But Bonds for sure. Man, I fuck Bonds. Not a big Bonds fan. Fuck Bonds. I would love to see the big boppers, um, Sean Casey. And you guys remember Travis Hafner? You man for the Cleveland yeah. Indians with four arms bigger than your, your face. I'd love to see those guys at Coors. That would, that would be fun. Uh, speaking of Barry Bonds, did you guys catch Goodman's kind of commentary on that? Um, basically, their assertion was that no matter what current Major League Baseball player you ask, who's the best hitter of all time, they all say Barry Bonds, according to, to Goodman. So I've heard that before. Steroids or not, he is a great hitter. But Right. Greatest hitter of all time, no matter what you think, personally or whatever. He's still a dig. <laughs> yeah, I mean, <laughs> I don't think anybody likes him as a person, but <laughs> you can't deny how good he was swinging the stick. Yeah, dude, Duke and Ball. It just and it, yeah. I don't like when assholes get banged. <laughs> I'll just link at that. I don't know. Um, all right. I want to. We do have two reviews that I want to read out loud on the on the podcast. And we'll end it with this. Um, so we, leave us a review, five star review on Apple Podcast. It helps us with the algorithm, all that. But here's here's a few that we're gonna just read out loud. Rock solid, five stars. Todd Helton was a punter. It'll make you rock hard for the Rockies. <laughs> Thank you for that, listener. I don't think Todd Helton was a punter, but the other Todd Helton in Todd Helton was involved. Uh, I wish I loved my children as much as these guys love the Rockies. Todd Helton is a dreamboat. Five stars. So thank you to those two listeners leaving those five-star reviews. Leave one. Let us read it. Share this. We need the word out. We just get it out there. We have some things planned coming up. Let us retweet, Wait. share it, put it on your Instagram. Read that, read that second one again. What, what did that say? I wish I loved my children as much as these guys love the Rockies. <laughs> five-star review. Todd Helton is a dreamboat. I love it. Pretty good one. <laughs> yeah. Leave the five stars. Share the word. Uh, we just need the banter. It's the word out there. Just help us grow. We got some things planned. Um, Blake Street Banter is out. One of us knows what the word banter means. The other two are along for the ride. Go rock. Woo!